0: Fashion questions. On each episode, we ask a different question to retail insiders about the fashion industry. This is where they share their views and insights. Brought to you by Hive, the group's fashion portfolio includes Moda and Spring and Autumn Fair, Pure London, and Source Fashion. Stay tuned. Welcome to our Fashion Questions podcast where we explore the ever-evolving world of fashion. Our topic for this episode is why your brand needs to step up. In an industry characterized by fierce competition and ever-changing consumer preferences, it is crucial for fashion brands to constantly innovate and adapt. I'm Lina Vash, content editor at Hive, and with me in the studio is Coral Ibrahim, founder and managing director of The Ready House. It will share strategies and tactics necessary for brands to elevate their game and stand out in a crowded marketplace. Join us as we delve into the challenges and opportunities brands face today and discover practical steps to redefine your brand identity, enhance customer engagement and create a lasting impact. Good morning, Coral, and thank you so much for being in the studio with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Lena, for inviting me.
0: What are some common signs that indicate a brand needs to step up their game?
1: Well, first and foremost, um, I guess to to give some context to the listeners um, of the business. So the Ready House effectively is is a branding focused agency. However, we happen to have social and content as our main output. And linking to your question, I think one of the things that I always look at is first and foremost, their social media content. Because often brands sometimes can forget that that is a core element of their communication channels to their consumers. They see it sometimes as an add on, they see it because they have to be there. um, And you can see how their content really doesn't come to life um, if some of the mistakes, some of the mistakes that they're making. So, some of the things that I value that on is number one, that they're always talking about what they're selling. Um, And there's an obsession with a top down approach from what they're maybe their fashion lines are what their their um, latest products are of just talking about this to their audience as if you know this is the thing they have to engage with um number two is that they don't lift community and they don't put community at the heart of their brand story or, or their social channels at least and number three they don't really think about how to collaborate with their community um i think we're moving as a industry especially within fashion towards a place of where we're going to be more in equilibrium with our consumers um and the more brands are bringing the consumers in i think the better the results
0: how can brands redefine their brand identity to resonate with the changing consumer preferences
1: so brand identity is quite an interesting question um for me when people say brand identity, they often think about the creative, you know, the, the look and feel, the logo, maybe, maybe, the, um, maybe the color palettes. But ultimately, brand identity also comes in a form of content. And consumers have wised up. Consumers um, or audience members don't just want to be sold to anymore. And brands have a moral duty to understand the interests and behaviors of an audience member um, and think about the positioning of that brand of how they deliver content and value. So what we have done to understand this and to, to, I guess, to become more strategic partners with brands is we've developed our own data tool. And what this data tool can do is that we can take any epicenter around the world, call it major cities like London, New York, Shanghai, um, or even smaller towns, or even a postcode, and we can do up to a six-mile radius scrape of that area of social media sites and review sites. And by analyzing millions of data points, we can understand the very cultural fabric of any specific area through um, interests, behaviors, buying power, um, all the way through to maybe sentiment, where they're gonna be voting in the next election, all the way through to the fact that they might like the color orange, the fact that they might like grilled fish, the fact that they might like this local band. And suddenly when you put it into that context, the brand suddenly, when it just thinks about the product that it's selling, in that context, actually, there's so much more cultural value that we can add into our content to make the content more appeasing and more appropriate and more engaging to our audience. And when we're talking about brand identity, I think one of the first things that brands should be interrogating is the content that they're sharing. Um, Because the thing that their brand is doing, are you selling a product or creating something, is only as useful in the context of what our audience are truly interested in. Um, so, understanding the data tool and, and positioning content, I think, is a key area um, for brands to consider.
0: And I'm sure that will have a very positive impact in terms of customer engagement. What role does customer engagement play in the success of a fashion brand, and how can brands enhance it or foster it?
1: So, customer engagement, um, I think, is probably one of the most key metrics. Um, because a lot of people often focus on the vanity metric of followers. Um, And I think what we should be focusing on is even if we've got a thousand people following us, how are we getting our engagement rate increased? Um, And the the true way of doing that and to harness that is by becoming culturally relevant to our audiences. Point in case, Um, we work with a a fashion brand called Sheep Inc um, and they are the world's first carbon negative fashion brand. And just for, I guess, for context for the audience, they sell a merino wool sweater. um, And every single sweater sold, the purchaser becomes an adoptee of a sheep. And yes, they're transparent. Yes, they're sustainable. um, And they're carbon negative. But even that one involvement of the audience member um, within the transparency story immediately has an emotional connection for the audience, meaning they're immediately engaged. They are naming their sheep they're receiving updates from the farm they're receiving updates of when the sheeps had their lamb and bearing in mind this actual sheep from this actual flock produced the raw material for the jumper so we've built a whole blockchain supply of understanding every single point of the journey and emotionally encapsulating our audience member to be part of the transparency story not just as a
0: an observer uh,
1: yeah as an observer to be an active participant within the story um, and it's different uh, elements like this. Now, obviously, within the core brand of Sheep Sheepink, they naturally have story now ingrained in it. Um, but for another fashion brand, how are we bringing the consumer in um, to really make them part of uh, our story and collaborate with them? And because of that, increasing the engagement, um, not only on a stereotypical social media platform, but within our brand, full stop.
0: In what ways can technology be utilised to enhance the customer experience and drive brand growth? I mean, you already mentioned social media, but nowadays you have AI, you have all these sorts of new technologies coming in as well.
1: Of course. I think um, I, I can only put this in context of, um, of my business. Um, now, s- stereotypically, I guess, we're in a sea of, of agencies who operate on great creative thinking, c- taking great content and, and great videos. And ultimately, what we had to do as a business was shift and move the dial to, instead of just being compared creatively from one business to another, is how do we enhance and utilize technology in order to give us a step up? Um, And that's the data platform that I was telling you about. So the data platform allows us to effectively analyze the engagement from audience members. Now, the beauty of that is unlike a questionnaire or a focus group um, or, a, or an interview, often when you do that with consumers, they give their best version or the best answer. Right. And what we can do is we can analyze actual everyday engagement patterns so we can understand the truity that comes with what people think, what people are interested in, what people hate, most importantly as well. Um, and that's how we've used technology. Now, if you put that in the context of a fashion brand um, – I won't reveal who we've just won, but we've won a, a big vintage fashion house, one of Europe's largest. And what they were really engaged with was not because of the creative ideas, was not because of the fact that we do pretty videos, but it was because we can become a strategic partner with them. We can identify, they've got 17 stores worldwide, and we can identify the next 10. Based on audience, based on character tropes, based on what they're selling, we can even tell them what to sell in certain areas. And we can even do a micro strategy for each location of how to activate it, what events to put on, how to do the advertising, i.e. Facebook ads, to drive people in for footfall. So suddenly the the dial has shifted for a business like us to not just be a creative, amazing business, but to also become a strategic partner. Um, And that's how we've utilised technology. Now, obviously, to touch on what you said about AI, or
0: the, is, <laughs> or the metaverse for example.
1: I mean, AI is huge number one and I think we're gonna we're only at the infancy of understanding what AI can do. I think it really does break down um some amazing barriers when it comes to creating content. Um, you know, we work with a a brand in the homeware space, for example, and they had some amazing ideas of how to bring their content to life. We you know where they can put their beds, where they can put their pillows and their sheets out in the wild. And effectively that is that's very expensive as a as a as a as a budget to, to create that content but suddenly when you have the right prompts and you start learning with AI you can effectively produce that level of content that by the way looks unbelievable and looks really real um, and as long as you're using that along with other opinion-led content that's how brands and a smaller budget can really start effectively using AI to bring their ideas to life. Now on the second point of what you mentioned around the metaverse I think that backs up The hypothesis that i have generally which is we're going to be coming more and more detached as a consumer base i.e we're going to be um decentralized generally as a bigger term um but a part of that is that we're going to have two things number one more micro groups around specific topics so it might be sustainability it might be packaging of sustainability it might be I don't know, it might be about catwalks, whatever whatever the topic is. And there's going to be a micro group developing on Web3 platforms. And what those groups are then looking to do is not just to consume brand content, but to collaborate and co-create brand content and also products and also events with the brands that facilitate that. And actually, the biggest shift that you're going to see is brands, instead of just continuously taking from the community i.e here's what i posted let's see how they've engaged they're going to be in a in another position of where they've got to add to the community and it's that shift that we're going to see with technology with web 3 and you're seeing it increasingly increasingly more the best example i can have is or i can or i can uh reveal is Domino's, and i know a completely different sector but I imagine it in a fashion context it's a Domino's with a metaverse um they did a, a virtual shop and effectively, what your character can do um, in Decentraland, I believe the, the platform was, is your character can then go into store, order a pizza, and that pizza then gets delivered physically. So in essence, what they've done is that they've managed to collaborate with a consumer on a web three platform and blur the lines between digital and physical to then effectively have that product in digital. real life in delivered. So they're interrogating the role of what a website then becomes. Because instead of going to their website or app, I'm actually living a a life as my character, ordering a pizza because I'm hungry personally and getting that delivered to my front door. And it's that which I find is really interesting. And there's some really interesting examples as well with Gucci uh, in the metaverse and a few other big brands that are experimenting and putting lots of money behind it. But I think we're yet to see, how, firstly, how the masses of fashion brands can explore it. Without without too much budget, but also smaller brands. How how can they be innovative with it um, and truly utilise future technology?
0: And are there any specific advice that you can give to these small or emerging fashion brands so that they can harness technology with a limited budget?
1: I think uh, we we work with a lot of um, bootstrapped or startups, especially in the fashion space, uh, and. I think it's often a bigger question um, around how do I create that level of content? And often, smaller brands, they can either elevate the designer or elevate the founder as the core kind of linchpin. And i really, although that is easy to create content like that because you're camera to face and you can talk to the camera and you can tell them about your project or what you're doing or what you're working on or the context it sits in, I think actually what we should be doing, especially as smaller businesses within this space, is really identify what our brand stands for. Let's let's actually detach it from the founders and from the individuals that sit behind it, because if we can give a, a reason for why this brand exists with a consumer need, that would have a lot more longevity um, in the longer run.
0: So it's more about focusing on values,
1: totally, um, because our audiences are becoming totally value conscious um, and orientated. So knowing that, and let's say, take out the the personal brand approach out of the context, then in terms of how to create content, I think the first and foremost kind of advice, albeit it's quite stereotypical, is about experimentation. We need to understand how we experiment with content and if we can put out X amount of content and see what sticks, that's your learning exercise. Um, And that's something that a lot of bootstrap businesses do because they don't know what works yet. Um, And especially when it comes to advertising. If If you're testing one ad and you're pumping a lot of money into one ad for a social media profile, it's a really bad rookie error. Actually, how are we creating 10, 15 ads, putting less budget behind them, and the ones that get the most traction, they're the ones that we're then diverting higher funds to. Um, And then, I guess, the second piece of advice comes down to what we were discussing earlier, is data capture, and understanding what your audience is truly interested in. So if we focus on experimenting on content, experimenting on ads, and building up, following what that often means is that with a following on a platform like um, let's say metas with instagram and facebook with tiktok or with twitter we are effectively building up a follower base on a rented platform that is not an owned platform we are renting a url or an at handle from their platform to build up a follower base our main objective um as business owners uh, of fashion brands um or agencies that operate in the organic type space is to convert them. And when I say convert, I don't mean necessarily to sales. I mean, how do we convert them to our owned platforms rather than rented into our owned? And what that kind of means, it means they've got to move from being followers on a, on a public profile on a rented platform onto our CRM machine, i.e. our email database, or maybe they're on our own website, or maybe they're into our store meaning they're all of our owned platforms. They're, they're what people are then subscribing to to keep the brand within their own network. And that's when the true value comes.
0: Because then you have access to your own data?
1: You ha- yeah, you, ha- you own your own data, of course, but you keep them within the digital ecosystem. You know, because the content I'm delivering then on social media can then be supplemented by content I give them in my emails. So they're being supplemented to them the content that they consume on my website. And when I mean content, I really don't mean about s- your product or what you're selling. Don't get me wrong, your product might play a part within it. But I think, effectively, we've got to have a narrative and got to tell a story of something. So if we think about it more like a journey of where it's social, emailer, website, physical experience, they all shouldn't be saying the same thing. They should all be kind of connecting like a jigsaw of why they connect to another. It's
0: more to kind of drive brand loyalty above all.
1: Totally, brand loyalty. And Um, you were
0: saying about the data because you know, data is quite a big beast, especially Mm -hmm. today where you have things coming in, you know, immediately in real time. So how can brands who have probably limited teams can harness the power of data? Is there any particular advice that you can give to navigate all that kind of vastness of data?
1: Yeah, I think um, a lot of people sometimes collect the wrong data um, and... You gotta you've got to bear in mind that data, if it's not valuable, it's just information. And data is the new oil, right? It's the new currency. And we need to truly understand how to harness it and what to value and what to what to get. I think on the more practical level, when it comes down to website, if you haven't got platforms like Google Analytics, Hotjar, and analyzing people's UX experience, i.e., their actual journeys on your website of when they're purchasing a product or when they're consuming information. That type of data is really super valuable to understand where you need to put design expertise or where you need to interrogate an, a, a journey. However, when it comes to broader things, that's why I guess not to kind of become more salesy, but that's where we've created this platform. And we've called it Way In, um, and that's I I N. So interrogating culture, instigating stories, navigating change. And I guess the Way In model allows brands to understand the necessary data for consumers they haven't yet converted as customers um, or audience members that haven't yet converted as customers and it picks up on the key elements that I think a brand really does need um, because I think one of our biggest provocations as a business is people don't know how to bring brands to life through social media um, channels and that's why we consider ourselves a branding agency that happens to have social and content as its main output because there's lots of branding agencies that operate in physical context so once you understand those those data points that we can kind of make easy to and consumable for you then it's about how you weave a narrative um through throughout that
0: and one last question what advice would you give to fashion brands that are looking to step up and thrive in the future i mean a way you already answered but is there any looking forward is there something that you think brands should be preparing for right now
1: I have a few kind of key takeaways for this question, which is, um, and I I know we've touched upon some of them throughout the podcast, but number one, experimentation is key. Um, And without experimentation, we won't be able to learn and evolve for what the next level of content looks like. Number two, um, community is king. How do we collaborate with them? Um, But also how do we speak through them? I think long gone are days of us just speaking directly to to our audience members. How are we elevating them and putting them in the heart of our story So in tandem, they're promoting our business and we're giving them that value. For example, a fashion brand putting one of their um, stylist uh, (laughs) kind of community kings in the middle of their brand um, to allow them to tell them what they do in their everyday, what they do in their lives. And that value, that narrative has come from the brand, but they've lift their consumers during that process. Number three, I think it's all around um, cultural credibility when it comes to content. We need to understand the, the level below um i guess what consumers are truly interested in and um think about how to weave and create content uh to to move followers um on a rented platform into a into an owned platform
0: thank you coral thank you for your time and thank you for listening stay tuned